What is good, everyone? This is your host, Deanna Radulescu, Label Free Podcast. To live your best life, you must live label free. As always, bringing incredible guests from all over the world. So sit back, relax, and tune in. My next guest is the author of, of the book, A Soldier Against All Odds. He is a decorated combat veteran, veteran with multiple deployments who served 31 years in the U.S. Army, including nine years overseas in five countries. Wow. Please welcome Jason Pike. Jason, welcome to the show. Hey, I'm honored to be on your show. Thank you very much. And yeah, I'm ready to rock. I'm a little tongue twisted today. I don't know what my deal is, but I, as I say all the time, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for your service. I myself have such a great, a, um, a special place in my heart for the men and women that serve for our, serve for our country. Um, I have many people in my family that have served in the service and. It is such a selfless act to go through not only the boot camp to take that kind of beating, but also to go out there and protect us around the world. So, you know, thank you so much. Uh, you're very welcome. Very welcome. 31 years is a long time. Ooh, it is a long time. I didn't think I was going to stay in that long. I just wanted to get an education and maybe look at a skill. Yeah. 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 I mean, but you became a career for you. It became a career. Yes, it did. Uh, everything was from the bot, uh, not only in rank, but in education and lots of other things. So what made you stay that long? Did you get the schooling? Did you get the education? I did through the Army. I got everything through the, all the education and things through the Army. Um, and so I looked at the benefits of the 30 days of vacation we get, and I looked at the travel opportunities and yeah. all the wild experiences that you can have. And also, I thought this was about, might be the only thing I can do since I haven't had a good time in college and or, or in school in the beginning. And yeah. I thought that this would be a good place to just go move forward with. And uh, yeah, that, yeah. So that's kind of why I did. I started out from the bottom at the prize of private. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And you made it all the way up to um, what it was a lieutenant, a colonel. A lieutenant colonel is considered a senior manager in an organization, yeah. a senior, yeah. uh, senior officer. And, uh, Again, it was how in the heck did I do this? How in the hell did ever everyone was asking how did you how did you? And so I said, well, I think I got a story here, and so I can probably inspire other folks uh, how to survive, how to just keep on going forward, and looking at the small achievements in life and building on them like a like a notch on a belt, just keep on going up. Yeah, how often did you have to go into combat? So I went to hazardous duty El Salvador twice, but that was not combat. One time combat was else was uh, Afghanistan. Okay, so combat was about a year. I had two. Uh, yeah, I've been in five different countries and nine years overseas. A lot of South Korea time, uh, El Salvador, Canada, Germany, and just other countries that I can't talk about. But uh, yeah, yeah. So I've been to uh, a few different places uh, around the world. Yeah, just a just a couple. <laughs> So was it hard? So I never asked this question, and it's interesting. It pops in my head now. But is there a lot of politics moving up the ranks in the service, in the Army? Oh, yes, there are. If I could have been more political, I would have been. <laughs> I wouldn't had such a big problem, but I, I could not. I just, I don't know. I just only could, I only know how to be me. And right. uh, there were some assignments that just accepted me as who I was. There were other assignments are like, why the hell is this guy in the military? And so yeah. the politics is in a, more, a lot of organizations. It's just what, you know, that's just the way it is. 
Yeah. If you don't, if you don't walk on in, in, see, and then the military, you go into different, you move every two to three years and you go in real, even though you're in the army, you go into various other little cliques and organizations. Right. And, uh, sometimes if you don't adapt to it that well to them, uh, you're out of the club and you might find yourself in hard times. And, uh, so that does happen in the military. Unfortunate. That is unfortunate. Um, what do you, do you think the military is different today than it was when you served? Yeah, the, the technology and things. We don't need as many people like a mass force. Wow. Or of a, you can plug and play the different skill levels. We got UAVs. It's not uh, a lot of people think about the military as, oh, I'm going to go in and get shot at or I'm going to or someone's going to shoot at me, which they have at me. But yeah, it's more you got to think of the military as 90 percent or more support people. Logisticians, yeah. police officers, dentists, high, all kinds of just think of a city and think of a small percent of a city is SWAT team members that actually yeah. go in. And so that's they've got everything. Uh, it's I think the you've got everything in the military as far as a job of, of a Fortune 500 company. Yeah. Right. And just because you work for Coca-Cola doesn't mean you're going to drive a Coke truck. And right. Just because you join the army doesn't mean you're going to actually go in and shoot people. At well, right. There's different factions, right, of the army to make it operate as as it should, and ju just like in a corporation. So I get it. I totally. I mean, my 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 fiance is a police officer, so I I understand. Um, he's got politics there too. <laughs> so it's everywhere. You can't escape it. That's just the way. That's just the world we live in. So, um, what motivated you to write your book, A Soldier Against All Odds? Everyone was asking the question, how in the hell did a dumbass do all of this? And I was asking myself the same question, and I did make a lot of mistakes, which uh, is good for a story. And I, it was nagging at me for years and years and years. And so I waited until my mother and father, blessed them, they passed away, so I don't, I don't want to dishonor them, but they're good people, but uh, I was... To be vulnerable and to be out there yes. is not, not a not a normal thing to do. And I wasn't raised that way. And the Army doesn't raise you. No. Yeah. <laughs> the Army certainly doesn't raise you that, that way. And uh, and also part of a healing mechanism as well. I love that. So are you still friends with any of your buddies that you served with? Oh, yeah. We're still buddies. They're around the world in different locations. Uh, most of them have retired or have gotten out of the service. Yeah. How do they feel about you writing this book? They think it's crazy. They thought it was wild and crazy. And a lot of them, <laughs> a lot of them just, they just thought one particular aspect of me and, and didn't know all the others. And I didn't say anything to nobody. Sure. I, I sure. tried to, you know, whatever your dirty laundry is and other things, there was a whole lot of, if you go to the reviews, there was a whole lot of the soldiers who said, you surprised me. I can't believe you did this. And that's the same thing my father said as well. And a lot of other people said, how did you do it? Well, that's the reason I wrote the book. I thought to give inspiration and hope to other folks. Uh, in any phase of life they're in, whether in the military or not. Yeah. Well, if you have that calling, you know, you have to follow it. You know, you should always follow your heart. And I think it's amazing that you did that. And, you know, let's talk about some of the things that you did that are in the book that people are surprised that you did. Well, like I said, uh, South Korea, six years, uh, a big a big story that's very difficult to talk about is I was a senior manager. You talked about politics in the military. Yeah. And I was a senior person. I was a lieutenant colonel. I went to I went to South Korea as an assignment. I'd already been there twice. Yeah. I walked into a different clique in a different place. 
that I was not prepared for. And I found myself facing a federal investigation. Oh, yikes. Investigate, and which was total bogus. Uh, a lot of the, a lot of people you, you see investigate. I'm being investigated in the, on the television. That, I wasn't on the television. <laughs> right. This is real life. This is real. If I was on the television, I don't know. It would have been really difficult. But this, uh, I was, but it, it's, a lot of these things are just, the people want to throw you under the bus. Yeah. Ghost, ghost lights you. You didn't, I didn't walk a different, I wasn't in the clique. I disagreed on a few, few things professionally, such as how to do my job and what my strengths are. Yeah. And it didn't go well. And therefore, I've started uh, finding various events that were, I call them events. One was a true federal investigation that involved the criminal, inv the CID, the Criminal Investigation Division, and the MI, the Military Intelligence. Wow. It was, it was something there that's detailed out yeah. in that chapter. During a two year or two and a half year process, I went through this as a senior person. I have a, I had, I had a lot of good awards and recognition already. All right. And I found myself being uh, faced uh, as a ghostwriter. In other words, we don't care about what you've done, and yeah, we're gonna we're gonna try to throw you out. And they tried to. Um, I stayed there in South Korea and just faced the wind of all the bullshit that occurred. The bogus federal there was other there was other accusations. When one thing didn't happen, another thing would pick up. Sure. Begin in the beginning. They, they, the same organization, the same clique said, well, you're a pedophile. Okay. Oh my gosh. Uh, they actually said that? Yeah. They, oh my goodness. detailed in that book. And so once that didn't work, then I became, this is more formal. They hit me. I'll give them credit. They kept on trying to hit me. Yeah. Then, I'd be, then, then, then that became a spot. In other words, I was considered uh, giving secrets or doing things. Holy cow. So, this sounds like a nightmare. This sounds like a movie you watch on TV. Yeah. So it went from pedophile to now I'm a spy. That so what they were doing is trying, and this was just one particular station that I was at for two and a half three years that did this. Okay, yeah. and um, I'm gonna say in the book that I'm not perfect, and I made mistakes before. So when you go and see these bizarre things that we just talked about occurring, you you might think, well, that maybe the, you know, at the time I just was just trying to survive emotionally. Yeah. I couldn't even write who, what, when, where, and why on a sheet of paper. I, didn't know what to do. I was scared that I was going to get kicked out of some bullshit accusation. And thankfully, there were people at the top that I, you know, they won't say this is considered to be secret, but things get out. Yeah, uh, they they it didn't work. It, it didn't work. Um, uh, so I did survive that, but it, it took a beating. It did did definitely took a beating on me. I'd, 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 I would rather go to Afghanistan in a heartbeat than face a peacetime federal bullshit uh, thrown under the bus type of an event, which was totally, uh, it was unexpected. I didn't know these things happened. Another term is called the takeout or the takedown. Yeah. You you can create in an organization, well, at least in the military or the government, you can say, if you've got a particular group of people that kind of own a space and they don't like you or whatever, yeah. they can throw things around to try to get the attention of the higher folks. Because so like, like the mean girls. It's kind of like the Mean Girls in a more professional form. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, it would it would be that, and it would be it's a hor uh, yeah it's uh and it was it was bizarre. It was a bizarre. That was the hardest chapter to really write about. That has to be almost be like a nightmare. How did you how do you fight that? Do you do you like I know for my fiance like he gets special uh, representation if he gets like um 
uh, they call it a CI number or something like, you, you know, he's got to go to uh, to uh, IA and if he's under investigation, like doesn't happen very often, but occasionally things happen and, and that, that, you know. So how do you defend yourself in the military? Do they provide you with like an attorney or something? Yeah, I had a, a military defense attorney. Uh, oh. I, went, I went to talk to and a few different times and he heard all um, he didn't want to say what he was hearing and seeing, but he's sure he says, if you ain't doing anything like you're telling me, then they ain't got nothing on you. But they're going to be following you around. They'll be doing special monitoring activities. And so you just watch your six a little bit more than you would. But that's their job is to try to find something on you because someone sent something out through a hotline, which was a there's hotlines for everything that mine was subversion and espionage against the U.S. government hotline. And so. There I was uh, going under the stress of that, uh, just various events that occurred. Uh, see, when pedophile didn't work, then they went to something better, which was the investigation where I had to go see, had to go get legal representation. Uh, and so, uh, but these things would just occur. I called them events that occurred for two, two and a half, three years. And uh, yeah, and so I think that even if you're in a professional organization and you think that you're safe, you may not be. And you yeah. May, Still have to be careful with uh, with things, uh, but there, I didn't do anything illegal, immoral, or nothing like that. I just said a few things professionally that pissed some people off, and they were in a clique, and they decided, well, let's get this guy out. You were a target. Yeah, you I were a target. I became a target. I, I, and I will admit I walk a different walk and talk a different talk, and I ain't as smart or... I'm, I've got strengths. They've got the strengths, but I wasn't in their strength area, so they're like... Right. We got to get rid of this guy. Yeah. And, uh, but that didn't happen. <laughs> so that didn't happen. And, uh, just to have got through that, it was probably the biggest stress or the deepest time that uh, I ever had. Yeah. I can't even imagine. That just sounds like, I mean, you probably are like, I'm not, this is, is this reality? <laughs> you know? Yeah. How can you go from being a pedophile to a spy? And then after that, now I wanted to test who was behind it. And I kind of got an idea. And I, uh, what I did was, um, I was invited to a party and I saw the person I thought was a perpetrator of it. Yeah. Um, and I uh, went to him and I said, you know what? I, and I lied. I said, I'm staying in Korea. I'm not going anywhere. Uh, he <laughs> turned on his heels, walked away. And the next day, uh, a subordinate of his called me up and said, we got to create this organization, a new organization on Monday. That was on a Friday. On a Saturday, uh, one of his uh, minions or pinions or whatever yeah. called me up and said, we got to do something. On Monday, all hell broke loose with the email of creating the special organization. You know what I'm saying is they're trying, they're just trying another event. It didn't work. Um, and all when Washington DC people were calling me and said, Jason, what the hell's going on in Korea? And I says, well, I pissed somebody off. I told them I was going to stay in Korea. It ain't about any organization, special organization that's being developed. It's just that I pissed somebody off because I lied and I told them I was going to stay in Korea because I was trying to pinpoint the person. Sure, I would be too. Like, how do you figure that out without like making it like, you know, without making it very uh, obvious? Yeah. So I just said, I'm staying in. And so uh, that that special organization that they were were going to have, which was a game, it was just a game. Right. It, right. it didn't ha- it didn't happen and uh and I had to tell the people uh, in Washington DC because I was kind of a senior guy and they're like wondering what the hell's going on in Korea yeah. I said well I just tell you I just just tell those folks that I lied and I told a particular person that I was staying in Korea 
that may have uh, also helped out with uh, the higher level folks understanding what the hell was going on before and yeah. meeting with uh, all the other stuff. And so, uh, so yeah, yeah, but no, that's, that's, I can, well, yeah, that's kind of what happened. After that, uh, come back to America because I finished my assignment successfully. Well, uh, that's the first bad evaluation I ever had over there. It was a pissing contest, but I come back. My father dies. Uh, I'm I'm coming through a federal investigation. My father's dying, and I've got all this stuff built up in me. And that by the one, while he was dying, they said, "Well, you're going to Afghanistan to take the command of a of a unit over there." And that was like a triple hill. I was I was trained for Afghanistan, but I wasn't trained for my dad's death or all that. Yeah, yes, that right. I heard over in uh, that other assignment. Yeah, so I had a whole lot of stress that was uh, coming out, and that was a very, very tough time. Yeah, I bet. Um, I had a couple of questions. I guess, what would be your advice to someone that might be experiencing something like that now? Okay. If you can get the details of who, what, when, where, and why these things are happening, if you, I couldn't, I couldn't write it. I couldn't even, I couldn't, because I was motion, I was emotionally surviving, but if you can just find a way to get the details of what is going on and put it in your own words in detail, the more detail, because details don't, they don't lie, they're there. And right. It's almost like a law. A law. Right. I did, I did some, I did some of it, but, and then you would have to find a trusted or a person or, or with me in the military. I think if I could have turned it into the inspector general, not that I'm not that they're going to do any justice for me, but they have special privileges. They can talk to commanders, give sure. talk to a chaplain, not necessarily spiritual help, but they have special authorities to go to the higher level people to say this is what's going on. Sure, uh, sure, you, okay, you can do that, and you can you maybe a medical person to say that's in line because we're all maybe maybe a, give it to a medical person and allow them to give it to other. Because you don't in the military, you don't break the chain. If you don't want to break the chain of command, you can't go through them, and you have to go. You, but there's other ways to get around it. And, and if you got the details there at the time, I, I, I'm just trying to survive. I'm yeah. Well, yeah. I think that's our our like natural instinct is to do what we have to do to survive. You know. And so I don't blame you for that. But now hindsight, at least you are able to put this on. You know, write this book and offer someone. You know, some advice and some clarity and maybe some direction if someone might be going through that whether it's in the military or corporate, because, you know, it's still politics either way, you know, it's politics is dirty. That's it. We all know that right. we, they, they didn't hide that over the last couple of years. They were like out, not like out and proud of their, the, how dirty they were. <laughs> sorry, not sorry, but so do you have a, your book handy that you could show it? Sure, sure. It's, um, it's the blue book. It's on Amazon. It's okay. A, a soldier against all. All odds, a soldier against all odds. It, it's on Amazon. It's in, you type it in your browser. There's some other websites that it's on. Uh, you can find me on social media through my website, jasonpike.org. Has jasonpike.org, and yes, you'll you'll see it everywhere. I'm on lots of podcasts and lots of other social. Excellent. You guys, I'm gonna put those links in the show notes. So if you want to learn more about Jason's story and support him. Go click that link, go follow him on social media and purchase the book on Amazon. As we know, Amazon is very quick, so it's very easy to order that. Jason, this is the part of the show where I like to ask for last words of wisdom or advice. What would you like to leave with us today? As long as you're in, in a profession or a job, if you just sort of show up, showing up is good. Showing up at the right place, the right time with the right attitude, 
Uh, because it, I wasn't the best. I was less than best. I had actually, I got a learning disability verified by professionals three different times. But if I just showed up and you try and you never quit thing, even even if you're not getting it, just keep on trying to try. They'll they'll the people who hire will know that and they'll they'll take uh, they'll they may give you a break. Right time, right place, right attitude. I love that. That's that's right. Just keep trying. You know, just do keep going. Don't let your weaknesses do not have to be your setbacks. So I love that. Well, Jason, thank you so much for sharing your story. I love it. I feel like you have a lot of wisdom with all the time that you put in and the experiences that you went through. So I'm excited to see you make an impact. And uh, I, I think maybe you might be doing some speaking engagements. I kind of see that in the future, but I don't know. <laughs> that's, what, that's one of my goals is to get into some more speaking engagements. I would like to. Uh, I've got two things in South Carolina I'm going to and Hopefully I'll get up there and uh, speak a little bit with them. So That's right. I love it. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story. Hey, you're welcome. Take care, man. Bye-bye. You guys, this is your host, Deanna Radulescu with Label Free Podcast. To live your best life, you must live label free. As always, don't forget to subscribe, follow, rate, review, comment, share, all those good things. And I'll be back soon with more dynamic guests.